So, I want to take a look at the creed we say at Mass. I did a series on this many years ago in another parish, and it took me 16 weeks. <laughs> I may look at putting those up on my podcast. I'm not going to do to go that long on the creed now, but there are some points I think are worth making. For instance, since the change in the in the Roman Missal, when which was first published in 2011, we have used a word that is not a normal English word, consubstantial. It's a big word. It is also a word that has that was the source of much fighting in the early church. It was caused by one iota. It is one of the smallest letters in the Greek alphabet, but it caused a huge problem. The instigator of the problem was a priest called Arius. He wanted to insist that the iota should be used, and he nearly succeeded in destroying the church. So many people wanted to believe what he taught, but thankfully there were a few bishops who held out and taught that one iota does make a big difference. Homoousios is the term used by the Council of Nicaea. It means same essence or same substance. This, this thus consubstantiation. It means that the Son is the same essence or substance as the Father and thus is co-eternal and co-equal with the Father. Homoousios is the term used by Arius. We say those words together. Homoousios and homoousios. Sound very close, don't they? The first one is correct. The second one is a heresy. And the term means similar substance, not same substance. It was used by those who believed that Jesus was adopted as a son of God or that he was created by the Father as a being greater than the angels, but lesser than the Father. I think this is fascinating, that the phrase used in English goes all the way back to the 4th century of the church. The Arians claimed that it did not make one iota of difference, whether you used homoousios or homoousios. But thankfully, some bishops stood fast and saw the danger of that iota. If that iota was added to the word, we would not understand the Trinity as we do today. So, let's move to the next topic. I want to quote from Pope St. Paul VI's marvelous study on the document of the Creed. I referred to this a couple weeks ago. It is called the Credo of the People of God. These are his comments on the Virgin Mary. Quote, We believe that Mary is the mother who remained ever a virgin of the incarnate word, our God and Savior Jesus Christ, and that by reason of this singular election, she was in consideration of the merits of her son, redeemed in a more eminent manner, preserved from all stain of original sin, and filled with the gift of grace more than all other creatures. He goes on to say, Joined by a close and indissoluble bond to the mysteries of the Incarnation and Redemption, the Blessed Virgin, the Immaculate, was at the end of her earthly life raised body and soul to heavenly glory, and likened to her risen Son in anticipation of the future lot of all the just. And we believe that the Blessed Mother of God, the new Eve, Mother of the Church, continues in heaven in her maternal role with regard to Christ's members cooperating with the birth and growth of divine life in the souls of the redeemed. Great stuff, right? 
redeemed in a more eminent manner, preserved from all stain of original sin, and filled with the grace with the gift of grace more than all other creatures. This is what we are talking about with the feast today coming up on December 8th, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. Now I need to take a bit of an aside. I made a terrible mistake in trying to schedule Masses for this coming Holy Day. I tried to do something that was not allowed in the schedule of Masses, and I got caught and was corrected. I cannot do an anticipation Mass on Thursday morning. The Vigil Mass, the anticipation Mass, can only happen in the evening. My sincere apologies. So the Mass schedule for December 8th will be as follows, despite what was in last weekend's bulletin. There will be a Vigil Mass on the 7th at 6 p.m. at St. Thomas More. On the 8th, there will be an 8.30 Mass at St. Joan of Arc and a 9.30 at St. Thomas More to accommodate the schools and a 6 p.m. Mass at St. Joan of Arc. We will not have a 7 a.m. Mass at St. Thomas More on Friday the 8th. I am not allowed to do four Masses in a single day period. Again, my apologies for the confusion. The blame is mine. So, back to the creed. I know I'm skipping a lot. That is why I hope to figure out how to get my 16-part series added to my podcast site. That won't happen right away, but I will let you know when I get it posted. Right now, I want to focus on the four pillars of the Church, which is near the end of the creed. We say we believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic Church. Simple statements, but each one of those is very important. The Church is one. It was intended to be one by Jesus. It is only by human mistakes, and I would dare say human hubris, that the unity of the church has been fractured. Jesus did not intend it to be so. The word holy I spoke about earlier when I discussed the Eucharistic prayer and the Sanctus. Holy means other, especially when it comes to defining God and the church. Catholic is originally a Greek word that means universal. So the Catholic Church is worldwide. And the last one, apostolic. It means that we have our origin and our reason for a claim of correctness because of our attachment to the apostles. But not only that, we also declare that the Church is has an apostolic institution continues to be governed by bishops who are the successors of the apostles. Now, I want to quote again from St. Paul or the Sixth on his comments about baptism that are in the cradle. We believe in one baptism instituted by our Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Baptism should be administered even to little children who have not yet been able to be, be guilty of any personal sin, in order that, though born deprived of supernatural grace, they may be reborn of water and the Holy Spirit to the divine life of Christ Jesus. End quote. Finally, for today, Pope Paul VI talks about the original offense of Adam and Eve. The original offense committed by Adam and Eve caused human nature, common to all men, to fall to a state in which it bears the consequences of that offense, and which is not the state in which it was at first in our first parents, established as they were in holiness and justice, and in which man knew neither evil nor death. It is human nature so fallen, stripped of the grace that clothed it, 
injured in its own natural powers, and subjected to the dominion of death that is transmitted to all men. And it is in this sense that every man is born in sin. We therefore hold, with the Council of Trent, that original sin is transmitted with human nature, not by imitation, but by propagation, and that it is thus proper to everyone, except the Blessed Mother, who is protected in a unique way. But that is my topic for the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, coming up this Friday on December 8th. Remember, it is a holy day of obligation. God bless.